Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, fall freeze. Record-breaking cold plunging millions of folks into an early winter. Several states already breaking out the shovels, and we're tracking it all. Plus, not so fast. The cost of eating out is taking a bigger bite out of our budgets. What's behind the supersized increase in fast food prices? Then, from salty to sweet, we'll visit the oldest candy shop in the nation in our new series, The Sweetest Thing, where tradition and treats go hand in hand. And snowboarding legend Sean White, live in studio, talking life after the Olympics and his new business. Today, Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning and welcome to the third hour of today. I'm Chanel here with Al and Dylan. Good morning, guys. Craig's hey. back tomorrow. Craig yes. is back tomorrow. Yes, it's just enjoy All is well. The calendar says October 18th, but it may not look like it outside your window, where, depending on where you live. It is cold outside. And that's not all. Let's go to NBC's Maggie Vespa. Wait until you see her backdrop. This is insane. She's in northern Michigan where snow shovels are already needed. Maggie, I just, I can't. I just can't. (laughs) She can't. I can't either. I I can't can't. either. This is insane, guys. This is less than a month into fall. Like, what is this? And you're going to hear some of the families that we met already saying, like, it's not even Halloween. So they're already thinking of tailoring their trick-or-treating plans. And I know we talked about breaking out the shovel, so we aim to please. I just want to show you what is falling, what has fallen here in parts of northern Michigan. Eight inches here in Nagani, more than a foot in other parts of Michigan and Wisconsin with this cold snap stretching all the way to Florida. Overnight, fall quickly turning to winter in the Midwest. Is any part of this painful given that we're like mid-October? It's going to be a long winter. An early season storm dumping more than a foot of snow in northern Wisconsin and Michigan and making for a treacherous drive in Indiana. The weight of the heavy snow knocking out power to tens of thousands Monday and causing trouble for plows. We have hard times for our plows to get through because the trees are hanging over the roads. Autumn leaves blanketed in white as Chicago saw its first flurries of the season. The October chill bringing the first freeze of the season to 89 million people this week. Today, Kansas City, Omaha, and dozens of other cities waking up to record-breaking cold as low as the teens. Americans forced to crank the heat just as heating bills are expected to hit a 10-year high. The frigid blast arriving nearly a month ahead of schedule and also surging south, sending temperatures tumbling from Tennessee to the Florida panhandle this week. Alabama and Mississippi set to feel even colder than Boston Wednesday, while in South Carolina, farmers are scrambling to harvest before the frost. It isn't fun to lose crops. We'll harvest what we can and we'll continue to harvest tomorrow. A change of season and a taste of winter oh. come early. What if it looks like this when you're trick-or-treating? 
<laughs> that little girl was not playing around. But guys, I want to point out with snow like this, and this is just a you know casual snowball that we made here. Uh, but with snow like this, her little brother said that he's thinking about rearranging his trick-or-treating plans. So the stakes here are high. And just for reference again, it looks like this in Michigan, the first day of winter isn't until December 21st. So this is mm. insanely early, as you guys know. I'll send it back to you. I got to tell you, Maggie's prop game, extremely strong. <laughs> You're winning. Shovel this, this, this hour. Last yeah. hour, she had a measuring tape and, <laughs> and she had a thermometer. So, Maggie. Very, well, because it's the first snow of the season. It's like you, you want to bring out all the good All stuff. the things. I don't know how you got that stuff in your carry-on. That's impressive. <laughs> Maggie. Thank you, Maggie. Thanks so much. Seriously, Wait, though, please. Sure. Like, this is, uh, how long is this supposed to last? Like, this isn't. It's called winter's coming. But as (laughs) Maggie said, it's not even here yet. Oh, that's a lot. Okay. Okay. Better her than me. Um, (laughs) Now to a mega mystery down in Florida. Someone purchased one of two winning Mega Millions tickets at this 7-Eleven in Fort Myers. Obviously, that's a community that was hit hard by Hurricane Ian. Now, the jackpot, it's worth nearly half a billion dollars, and the community is buzzing over who the lucky person is. NBC's Carrie Sanders, not the lucky person, but he is down in Florida. Um, Carrie, do we know? It's 82 degrees. Right. Yeah. A little bit different there. Um, Carrie, do we know anything about the winner? We're all waiting. We don't know whether he, she, or they, maybe it was a group that bought the ticket, whether they were hit by the hurricane, whether they lost their home, whether they even know that they have this winning ticket. Because remember, life is so disrupted right now without power outages and internet and just the chaos in the aftermath. But we do know it's one of two tickets. The other one sold in San Jose, California. And in Florida, you have 60 days to come forward. And if you decide to take that lump sum, it is a mind-blowing $123.95 million, guys. So, so Carrie, i got to imagine everybody's talking about oh, yeah. this down there. What are they saying? Well, you know, everybody wants to know, of course, who it is. They want to know whether this person with that kind of money will be generous to help their neighbors. They're not sure. Maybe it was uh, somebody who already came into the area to help the rebuilding effort. But if it is a local, they're hoping it's the kind of person who not only celebrates, but then sort of spreads the wealth. And, uh, you know, there's just so much, so much feel-good story here in the aftermath of so much sadness, guys. It's just a really an excited moment. And uh, just for a uh, reference to Maggie, who's out there in the snow, guys, and you mentioned 82 degrees, I think the high here is supposed to be around 87 degrees here in Miami, so we can enjoy that snow. We don't even know what that is. Oh, Maggie's got the tape measure out, too. Oh, man. It's just not fair. Your your hats are just a little bit different. Even right. Oh, like, right. Let's just look at it. And we're just both sitting here in a stu- nice studio. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. Thank you, Carrie. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Maggie. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about a little sticker shock when you head to the drive thru at your local fast food place. Menu prices on the rise at a lot of the most popular fast food chains. NBC's Sam Brock following the story for us. So, Sam, now we know, of course, inflation driving food prices up at the grocery store, but now obviously affecting the fast food industry. And I guess folks aren't really happy about that. 
No, they're not. You know what, Al and guys, good morning. Good to be with you. The reality is that you are looking at a situation right now. These businesses are premised around value. They don't want to raise prices. But the fact of the matter is food costs have gone up so much. Fuel, labor, so many aspects that go into pricing what you pay inside the store. They've had to rise a little bit. I'll give you an example. Chipotle, since the summer of 2020, has raised its prices four times. I talked to a customer yesterday. I asked him, how much are you paying for that burrito bowl? He said it used to be about $8. Now it's about 11 At what point? I asked him, would you not be buying it anymore? And he said, I don't know, 13 bucks. And then he stopped and he said, no, it doesn't matter how much it goes up. I'm going to buy it anyway. There is extreme loyalty for some of these brands. Now, McDonald's saw an increase of about 8% in the first quarter of the year for the cost of its of its food products. However, that really varies based on franchise. There is no set level across the board. And McDonald's has been able to weather the storm a little bit better than some other companies because they're so large. They're also getting creative on their apps. That's one good way to find some deals, even with prices going up. What about reward programs? Are they taking a hit from this too? Yep, it's a great question, Chanel. It's a, it's a double-edged sort of situation here because not only are food prices going up, but the rewards are also shrinking. Dunkin' Donuts is faking, facing some backlash this morning because the cost of getting a free cup of coffee, it used to be you spend 40 bucks, you get a cup of coffee. Now it's up to $50. They have also, guys, doubled what their value is worth for $1 instead of getting five points. Now you get 10 points. That sounds like what a great idea, except it devalues the existing points for customers who have been banking this for a while. So there's that. For Chipotle, that's another example. They went from 1,400 points to 1,600 plus points for a free burrito, which is to say instead of costing you $140, now you spend $162.50 and get a burrito. Is $20 going to make or break a situation for many people? Maybe, maybe not. It's just another example of these rewards really starting to shrink. That close, though. I yeah. know. Striving for the free, <laughs> for the free anything. Um, yeah. But Sam, save us some money. How, how can we, uh, you know, save a few bucks when we go to these places? So the apps... The apps are absolutely key, Danelle, uh, Dylan, excuse me, key because of the fact that you have a situation where you're accumulating points regardless. So maybe they don't stretch as far as they used to, but you're still getting free stuff and you'll find rotating deals on there. You see that sign, use points ASAP. A lot of these companies, McDonald's, for example, Wendy's, Starbucks, if you don't use them within six months to a year, they just go away. And I will add this. I have a good friend who once found out that I was going inside of McDonald's to buy the coffee and he said to me, are you crazy? You can just go on the app and buy the coffee for 99 cents. Why are you not doing that? So real people in the know, use the apps because you can find deals around the clock, guys. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's pretty no cool. No idea. Something so new use every those, day. Use those points. There you it's, go. it's much like the fast food. The quicker you use them, the better they taste. <laughs> there you go. Right. Sam, thank Sam, you, Sam. thanks, buddy. He said Danelle. I haven't heard that I yet. Danelle. Dylan that's and Chanel. Yeah. I know. I like that. Well, if that. we get married, we'll be Danelle. All right. That's <laughs> well, what everybody There's a story. Once we start dating, <laughs> yeah. we've got our nickname. we got to date first. All right. Well, now to a Today exclusive. This is big. The Girl Scouts of the USA just announced a historic donation. Mackenzie Scott is giving $84.5 million to the organization. This is the largest single donation ever in its history. Girl Scout CEO Sophia Chang calls it an investment in girls. She says this will accelerate their mission to cultivate skills and connections to help Girl Scouts all over this country become the leaders of the future. Yeah. I, you went, I remember you interviewed I interviewed her. her. She has so many, uh, you know, high hopes for the Girl Scouts. You were a Girl I Scout. I was a Girl You weren't quite a Girl uh, yeah, Scout. Yeah, I wasn't. I was were. a bluebird. <laughs> but I, I was a Girl Scout, and I remember all the things I did with other girls in the community yeah. and the parades and just 
just that sense of community and the good things you do as a group. It was just it was special. That's great. So. And people lose sight of it. But I mean, from communities like where I'm from, Wichita, Kansas, mm-hmm. you were in New Jersey. I mean, mm-hmm. all over this country, over the country, there are girls and communities all over this country who yeah. who need it. So congratulations. That is terrific. Yeah. Well, just ahead, we're going to catch up with the king of the half pipe. Hey, three time Olympic gold medalist. Mr. Sean White is here live to share what he's been up to after the games. All right. That's cute. Uh, we're going to take a little turn, though. Also, before we do that, we're going to take an in-depth look at foster care in this country. One woman sharing her story about growing up in the system and the challenges that come with leaving it as the third hour of today continues. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back. All week long, NBC News is taking a closer look at foster care in the U.S. And this morning, we have one woman's story about growing up in the system and the challenges of aging out. NBC News correspondent Antonia Hilton is here with more. Good morning to you. So important. Good morning. Thank you. In New York, like in most states, foster youth are supposed to leave the system at age 21, meaning no more housing or other public benefits. For the past five months, I got to know Christina Abraham, a remarkable young woman who faced enormous challenges as she attempted to find a place she could call home. 21 is a bittersweet moment. Everybody looks forward to their 21st birthday, but in my case, I'm old enough to not have anywhere to live. Christina Abraham is a child of New York City's foster care system, awaiting her 21st birthday. How did that change you, living with people who weren't caring for you? It made me feel terrible. It made me feel like I didn't matter. And that is a terrible feeling to feel like you're in a world full of billions of people and your life does not matter to anybody. Last year in New York City, more than 500 young adults aged out of foster care. We spent time with Christina on her journey to 21. There's still a pang in my chest when people talk about fun moments with their parents. But some things are hard pills to swallow. Family, parenthood, love, support, caring, guidance, nurturing. These are all things that I unfortunately didn't get. Five days out and she hasn't yet found an apartment she can afford. 
Christina wants to find her first place in Harlem, a community steeped in rich black history, despite all the pain she endured here. This is where it all started. It's where she entered foster care after an abusive childhood. She became a permanent ward of the state at eight and remembers her mom leaving her alone here. Her mother says officials separated her from Christina and she was not allowed to say goodbye. You're just a little person. Did you understand what was happening? Unfortunately, I did because this had been the second time now. Christina spends almost all her free time looking for a landlord who will accept a city rental voucher. 21 comes and goes without a party. Nearly two months later, things start looking up. Okay, this is the bathroom. Me. Then, Christina says the city foster agency failed to submit her paperwork in time. Am I ever going to get this apartment? One camera. Forcing her to remain in the group home, where public areas are under constant surveillance. If you lift it up, there's a window. And so anybody who walks by can look inside of your room at any time. Overseeing the city's foster care youth is Jess Danhauser, commissioner of the Administration for Children's Services. His team is looking for new ways to provide financial support to foster youth. We've seen some of the conditions of the group homes and had descriptions of violence, of a lack of privacy. Is that safe and secure? We are absolutely would not accept that being uh, a place where we want young people to be uh, in a place that's not safe or secure. My whole goal as commissioner is to make this system more humane. Two and a half months after turning 21, Christina is approved for a place with only $150 to her name. Are you missing meals? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, most times I'm having breakfast or lunch, but I will have dinner. Christina's small savings need to last for almost three weeks until she gets paid from her new job. Sometimes I'm excited to start my job, so I wake up with a smile on my face. I'll beat off the floor, but still, other days I'm tired. So close to her dream, Christina refuses to give in. She wants to rewrite the story of what her life could be in Harlem. 99 days after her birthday, Christina welcomes us into her first home. How long have you been waiting for this moment? The short version, maybe six months, the long version, 21 years. Mm, it's so oh. good. There's so many hurdles uh, that many of us take for granted. How is she doing now? I am happy to say that Christina is doing really, really well. So she told me recently that her home in Harlem is starting to feel like a real home. Oh. She's loving her first job, starting to get mm -hmm. some more responsibility. And she's also received some support. In fact, a charity called Hearts to Homes has given her about $2,400 worth of home goods and supplies, oh, linens, cleaning things. And so she's really been able to get a fresh start. And, you know, She's in some ways lucky. There are many people who age out and they move into their first homes without a bed, without plates to eat from, cutlery, you know, all the basic things that aren't just about comfort, but yeah. about survival. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing about Christina, though, is that she has such a beautiful, strong spirit. Mm -hmm. She smiled through she all soul. of that. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't think this is the last time we're going to hear That's from her. Terrific. Such a great story. It's so important that we're shining a light on Especially this. Thank you. Especially because it goes on all across the country. All over the country. Mm -hmm. Thank right. you, Antonia. So be sure to tune in all week to today in NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt for more of NBC News series. It's called Unprotected. All right. Well, coming up, we're going to take a little bit of a turn and talk with snowboarding legend Sean White, the newly retired Olympic superstar, here to tell us what he's been up to 
including an epic Saturday night. <laughs> and then later, our new series, The Sweetest Thing. I got to pay a visit to a historic treat shop and learn some sugary secrets about candy making. Candy making. Third hour of today, back in just 60 seconds. Did you bring us something? This morning, we are catching up with an Olympic icon, Sean White, three-time Olympic gold medalist, 15-time X Game gold medal winner, and, of course, snowboarding legend. Ah, yes. Eight months ago in Beijing, he competed in the Olympics for the final time, but Sean is certainly keeping busy in retirement. <laughs> That's right. He is here to tell us all about life after the games, his new mm -hmm. lifestyle, snowboarding, and apparel brand. It's called White Space, and mm -hmm. Sean is with us this morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. It just puts a smile on our face when we see you here. And oh, I, I love it. I think about the last time you were here, you were talking to us about White mm -hmm. Space, and we're like, yeah, yep. good that idea. Makes a lot of sense. How's yeah. it going? I mean, at the Olympics, I had the sample board, all those mm -hmm. things awesome. and we finally you know got production through and it's up for sale now it's amazing That's and awesome. honestly we, we put it up for sale just i mean maybe even 24 hours ago and a lot of the stuff sold out Yay. it's amazing and how much yeah. of you is in this brand oh everything you know that's what's so great is i can pour all my expertise mm -hmm. all of my you know experience in the sport into these products especially the boards and you know the outerwear but um it's been so fun to make goggles and uh you know limited merch and stuff and i'm working with my brother Oh, so he, he and I are doing all the design, all the marketing, all the creative. And selling and, uh, out. And yeah, oh, uh, yeah, that's it's pretty dream. awesome. Yeah. And the great thing with a sweatshirt like that, you know who, who it's from. Oh, yeah. of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I love it, I love it. So yeah. uh, after after seeing you at the, at the Olympics, it looks like now retirement is mm -hmm. uh, is suiting you. You're doing a lot of travel. We see yeah, pictures yeah. of you with your girlfriend, Nina Dobrev. Uh -huh. uh, what, what's it been like? It's been unreal, honestly. <laughs> I was nervous, obviously, you know, just to, to hang it all up. It's been my life, but... But um, I told Nina, I was like, let's just go. Like, yeah, let's yeah. just travel. Because the Olympic come down can be tough. Yeah. I was like, let's just spend some time enjoying life. Yeah, here we are. Oh, oh that was to? down in Costa Rica. That was amazing. That was our first, like, hey, let's just go. Let's just go. Uh, yeah, Costa Rica was incredible. Um, uh, her mom actually lives in France, mm. a Ooh, town called Avignon. And of course. Oh, love I had no idea. I show up. It was just stunning. And so, you know, there was a lot of glitz and glam to our trip, but that was probably my favorite part. That's but, awesome. Yeah. So we've been doing that. And then after the traveling, you know, like traveling is a nice distraction. But then when the dust settles, I think that Real life. having the brand has been amazing to pour all my focus and effort into. So I mean, and then being on SNL can't really. Yeah, happen. that was crazy. <laughs> that was a great yeah. for the first, this is for the first time, right? It was yeah. uh, Miles Teller and John Hamm a few weeks oh, ago, yeah. right? That's a good so, cast. Uh, you know, Nina and I are friends with the Tellers. And, um, and so I'm having dinner and they're like, do you want to be on the show? <laughs> Like a couple hours before, I didn't realize how quickly. They just, wait, they that moved. quickly? Yeah. They just, they like just that? threw me in. And, and I'm like, I remember agreeing to do it. And then I got there. I'm like, oh, my God. And they just pushed me out. And said, Thank goodness I had one line. So uh, <laughs> What was your so, line? Yeah. Uh, something about like these are awesome. These okay, these documents. Yeah, <laughs> that, was a, that was it. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> so with the winter season, you know, coming up, we had a live shot earlier with the snow falling. Do, I know, do you I have see. an itch for it? Do you miss it? Like, what are you? Mm -hmm. How? What are you going to do this I, winter? I know. I'm. I'm excited. I mean, I think it's funny. I've been telling friends of mine. I have a little list running of certain mountains that I've been to where I've only done the run to get to the half pipe. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, how's Japan? Really and I'm like, well, the, the airport was nice. You know, like, wow. like it's kind of some of those things where I, mm. I never really explore. So I'm excited to go back and do that. And then, you know, I, I'm just so thrilled to potentially see, you know, some of my boards yeah. on the younger generation. And, Run over uh, and sign them yeah. real quick. Okay. Or my husband's. I told oh, you, yeah. I've never seen my husband geek out 
the way he did. And we've been, I've been with him since he was 17. Yeah. He's 42. <laughs> I've never seen him care. And then he sees Sean and he's like, oh, <laughs> like lost his mind. With the skateboarding, I mean, you know, the good mm-hmm. news is, you know, that, that's a year round. I mean, oh, yeah. as long as you, what, what I, I love <laughs> oh, this. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Wait, what is this? You know, this is, yeah, this is my cross training. A, you know, a, a lot of people fit. say, you know, tell their girlfriends to get off their back. You did yeah. just the opposite. Uh, <laughs> I was like, let me show you how it's done. Man, talk <laughs> about balance. Good Lord. Uh, too funny. I love you have this clip. <laughs> so this is what we do, Sean. This yeah. is how we roll. Oh, wow. Uh, I love having you here. You always bring yeah, a smile you, to our faces. We'll, we'll miss seeing you compete, but I mean, I know, you're living You'd never pull a Tom Brady, would you? Tom, I don't know. I, I, what? I, I for sure am happy in, in this new life I'm making. Okay. I, I always say because the, the next season hasn't even come about yet. So I got to just live with it for a moment. Yeah. But honestly, I'm, I'm so happy with you my made decision. The right yeah. I'm yeah. feeling really great about it. And I saw all my competitors recently. I was testing product in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And I'm hanging with them. And, you know, I'm still part of You're the mix. You're still in. You'll always but be shown But all of them did the, like, wait, are you? You're not changing your mind, are you? And product testing in Switzerland is not too bad. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Cheers. Well, coming up next, we got a place where candy and history meet. We're going to go behind the scenes of the oldest candy shop continuously operating in the U.S. in our new series, The Sweetest Thing. Then later, some fall fun and games, creative ways to bring the season into your home on a budget. Now, that has a nice ring to it. Third hour today, I'll be right back. Oh. So this morning, we have a real treat. Our new series, The Sweetest Thing. We're going to meet some of the most unique candy makers in the country. Well, I recently got to stop by America's oldest operating candy shop in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and it was like a sweet trip back in time. <laughs> For over 150 years, Shane Confectionery, the country's oldest continuously operating candy store, has stood here. Established in 1863, the shop was just one of many candy businesses in Philadelphia, but none standing the test of time quite like Shane's. Has it always had the name Shane's out front? No, it was owned by Daniel S. Dangler and W.T. Westcott, both uh, confectioners in the trade. And then by 1911, Edward Shane took over and his family owned it for 99 years. In 2010, the Shane family sold the sweet spot to brothers Ryan and Eric Burley. Because this is kind of a turn of the century candy shop, do you always dress the parts? Wearing the bow ties also doesn't get caught in the machinery. Preserving Shane's became a labor of love for the brothers, restoring everything from the floors to the decades old candy making equipment. It was really a jewel that needed to be polished. And we were just astounded by the beauty of the place and the fact that they were still making chocolates here. Why was it important to keep the name Shane? They had been here for nearly 100 years. It didn't feel natural for us to impose our own name or some other name. How much responsibility do you feel in carrying on the tradition of this really historical name here in in Philadelphia? I think part of uh, the the history and calling uh, for carrying out confectionery is having roots in integrity of how they used to do it. Those candy-making traditions alive and well upstairs above the shop, where Shane's chocolates are handcrafted from bean to bar by a team led by head chocolate maker Kevin Paschal. Do you dream about 
different kinds of chocolate bars? Like, like thinking about what's the next chocolate bar? And we get inspiration all the time from all kinds of different things. You kind of think about how you can translate these things into like a confectionery experience. So you're gonna show me how to make a bar? Yeah, yeah. Get your mold ready, okay. press the pedal, slide the mold all the way to the back, okay. let the chocolate deposit. After a few tries. This is what our finished bar looks like here, and this bar is etched in the exact same way that that chocolate maker used to make chocolate here on this block, Benjamin Jackson. And then this is the back, topped with our sea salt and our peppercorn. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's very unique. Today, the shop still an homage to the past by making clear toy candy, a rare seasonal sugary treat dating back to the 1800s. Mark, I've, I've never heard of of clear toys when it comes to candy. What is that? It's a Pennsylvania German tradition. It's candy statues at the end of the day. We have 1,200 molds, and they're all very, very old Victorian designs. So how do you do this? Because uh, it, it's, it's like molten sugar. So what could possibly go wrong? A lot. <laughs> In fact, weather is a huge factor when making clear toys. It needs to be cold and it needs to be dry. If it's really anything else, you get sticky product, you get cloudy product. All right, and now we wait. After about 30 minutes, time to pour some sugar. You're doing great, you're natural. But I learned quickly, this is not so easy. It's delicate sugar, it'll break in your hand. Then we crack open the molds and see my clear toy creations. I'd like to give you a hand. Maybe we'll call this one Owl Roker. Ah, well, when they made me, they broke the mold. My work here is done. So do you eat those? You can eat them, but okay. they were also used as decoration, some of the sure. bigger ones. So these are the clear toys, we, uh, and usually they're made during the holiday season. That's so uh, fun. And they've made these limited edition Halloween treats, like with little witches and wizards there. And, and you body th parts. Here, you try some of the chocolate. What is this? Yum. Uh, I think that's the sea salt. Mm. Sea salt peppercorn? And then this is a peppercorn kind of thing. Oh, this is my, my weakness. There you go. Oh, wow. Very nice. Mmm. Oh, that's and then there's a, a the sea salt. You, you it's the real wanna, deal. I want to ride that. There you go. Or eat it. All right. This is good. Thank you, Al. You're welcome. Mm. Okay. Oh, wow. This is really good. Oh, no, like, well, well. Now coming up, more delicious treats in today's food. Hope you save room for pie because we brought in an expert to show us how to whip one up from scratch. Today, lemon espresso pie. Ooh. But first, okay, Dylan. All right, here you're up. up. No pressure. Dylan's showing off her putting. Oh, shoot. Oh, wow. Wait, 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 wait. Go, 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 we have some yeah, yeah, DIY yeah. ways to bring fall fun right into your home. Oh! oh you're right. Wow. You're right. Right. No, I'm not going to let this go. Wait. Power. One more time. Oh! oh. When we come back, she'll right. get it. You'll get it. Wait. Oh. <laughs> He's tricking me. <laughs> you like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu.
On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. This morning in Tune Up Tuesday, we are bringing fall festivities into the home with decor you can easily make without breaking the bank. So here to show us how is Lindsay Pierce, owner of the Craft Studio here in New York City. Good morning to you. Good morning. Happy fall. Happy Happy fall. This always motivates me because I want to do all of these things because they're all really simple. Yes. And that's what I'm all about. DIY that you can actually do. You don't have to be a pro crafter to do this. And the first thing I love to do is I love different ways to decorate a pumpkin. Mm -hmm. Decoupage. It's my favorite. These white pumpkins are all the rage here, Dylan. I'm going to give you a brush. Okay. So you can do this, this with is, so anything. This is decoupage, this is decoupage this... glue. Yeah. Okay. On a white pumpkin, find some fun, festive, uh, you know, wrapping paper. You can print out family photos. Oh, that's even a good I idea. one of you guys on that pumpkin. Oh, nice. You could do real leaves, and then and you it coat it clear, on right? top, and it dries oh, clear. Dries you get clear. a little bit top. more. Too. So you don't have to worry about it right top. now because it'll dry nope, fine. It'll dry right? just Ugh. like this. How fun, right? Oh, that's cute. And this will last you through from Halloween through Thanksgiving. So it's it doesn't rot when you carve it, right? That's cute. Okay, come to our tablescape. I always get intimidated when I see these beautiful tablescapes, and then I don't want to do it. But this you could do. Okay, anyone can do this. I just use a pumpkin knife carver and carved out to stick oh, a little battery okay. operated mode of you have apple. apple. It's a real apple. Same thing. Oh. I carved these little pumpkin munchkins. Mm-hmm. And then these are my favorite. My kids and I went on a fall treasure hunt. We found acorns. Oh. Take a gold cup of paint, dip them just in. Dip it. Oh, yeah. these are the real deal. Oh, yeah. Put them on so uh, wax cute. paper to dry. Mm-hmm. And these are great sprinkled in the middle. You could so also cute. put them in a jar, put some flowers in. Yeah. So yeah. fun. Those pumpkins last you once know, you carve them out. If they are not kept in the freezing cold or in above you know, room temperature, they'll last a while. So okay. yeah, these apples, you can put some lemon juice inside and they'll last a little oh, bit so longer if you brown. pop them in the fridge wow, if you that do them the night so before. Pretty Isn't it festive? Cool. And look at the cuties a on the decoupage. Face from there. Who are those guys? Oh, I look love it. it. Okay. Now this who, is cool. Who doesn't love an Instagram moment, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. you're having a fall gathering. Everyone wants a little photo op. Look at this <laughs> ombre fall leaf wall. That's cute. Just on a wooden dowel rod, fishing wire gives the illusion the leaves are falling you trace real leaves or print out a template and then look at this all you do this is fishing wire which is hard to see uh-huh. but you just tie them in like a cascading pattern mm-hmm. as if they're oh. literally that wouldn't drive falling. me crazy actually i know I it might be a little therapeutic I, like coloring i, I was netflix watching catching up on you know my netflix shows and just tying the leaves and then look at how cute this is a mini one to show oh yeah that's I cute. right that. it's very therapeutic and it's nice to not be on your phone and like you yeah, know totally. veg out, you fall, totally fall out okay you this? guys know i love an activity at a yeah. party sure. this is my favorite pumpkin ring toss everybody okay. grab a ring who wants oh, to play fun. who wants to play we're all want to play you know i painted no, them gold nobody could possibly win them. and yes <laughs> you could you let's see who can get the most you just paint these wooden rings that you get at a local oh, craft shop. Oh, oh, hey, I'm, I'm winning. And then you you just go hey, for it, right? Hey. It. And then so you guys, it. this is even better. Pumpkin hole in one. You I, I your pumpkins They're anyways. You want to redeem yourself? So, yeah, can I redeem myself? Play? Yeah. I painted the balls Thank to be you. fall colors. Oh, that's we'll cute. put them on. And then you just carve your mouth a little bit deeper so it has a little ramp. What about the pumpkin? The pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> 
My boys gotcha. would absolutely right? love this. You have to, you carve pumpkins anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that one is tricking you. It must be harder than it looks. Pumpkin. It's too hard. You have to get the perfect Sorry, Chanel, you want to try? Um, but you can make silly faces <laughs> like the big lips. Try it. So I think it's fun. harder than it looks. Get in there, Al. You're next. All right. It's so fun, right? And all these things you can do oh, so, so easily, really and they elevate your fall party, your get-together. And, and you can have some fun with it. Yeah. Sure, you want to try out? Yeah, no, I'm going to squash my ambition for that. Oh, oh, oh you're so wow. close. So close. So close. Oh, this is driving you're like, oh, I know. Oh, oh, I know, right? All right, Lindsay, thank okay. you. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. Good Love stuff. coming here and crafting. Happy there fall. Yeah. Oh, coming up next. you. Let's turn on the oven. We are going to bake something delicious, a lemon espresso pie with a chocolate cookie crust with our pal Camille Maya Broussard. All that and more, third hour today. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. We are back with Today Food. This morning, we have Maya Camille Bosarab here with us to make one of her famous pies. You probably know her from the Netflix show Bake Squad. Mm-hmm. And then she joined me last year on my Cooking Up a Storm podcast Beautiful. for Thanksgiving. Well, she just released her new cookbook. It's called Justice of the Pies, which is also the name of her Chicago bakery. Maya not only bakes amazing pies, she also helps teens experiencing food insecurity by teaching them about nutrition and about baking. Hi, good morning. Good it's morning. It's so nice to have you here. Yes. Okay, so your your father was a criminal defense attorney, mm-hmm. um, and you love baking pies. So this is kind of how <laughs> this whole dream came to life. Tell us about it. Yeah, so my dad was obsessed with making pies, and he passed away in 2009. So I created this bakery in his memory to celebrate his love of pies and to honor his belief that people deserve second chances. And each pie is kind of dedicated to someone, right? Well, in the book, I do interview 10 people who use their work to positively impact the lives of others, and then I created a recipe inspired by their work. Oh, I love that. That's wonderful. Okay, so we're getting started. This is, I I love the the crust right from the beginning. So it can only get better. From, from here. So this is our lemon espresso pie. So I'm going to take one tablespoon of uh, ground espresso mm-hmm. and three tablespoons of melted butter. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to combine that together until it gets nice and moist. Okay. Then we're going to put that into a pie plate and press it down. Now, I like to use a flat bottom to kind of help me press it down. You can use a measuring cup or a, a, a drinking glass. Mm-hmm. And we kind of tamp that down until it's nice and firm. Okay. Then we're going to move on over to our custard. So this is the lemon custard, which is something that we also, it's very similar to like a key lime pie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the trick. The egg yolks will loosen the sweetened condensed mixture. Oh. So what I do is I put the sweetened condensed milk in first and then mix that together. And then the proteins with the uh, in the milk will interact with the acidity of the lemon juice and oh. it will thicken. But for a little oh, bit of extra pucker, we mm-hmm. could put some lemon zest in there okay. as well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to combine that first, put lemon zest in, and then pour in our lemon juice and okay. combine that as well. And if you find that your mixture is still a little bit loose, mm-hmm. then you can let it sit for five minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Then up. once it is done, we're going to pour that into our um, pie Yummy dish. Base here. Well, we're going to whisk that. Yeah. There we go. Okay. We'll pour that into our pie dish. Okay. But this is a very lemony pie. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like a little bit of, <laughs> little bit of little, pucker. Yes. So in addition to having a, um, a custard filling, we also have a lemon curd that goes on top. Oh, so we're going to have a nice. water bath and we're going to bring the water to a simmer. And here we're going to combine egg yolks with granulated sugar. Okay. A little bit of salt. Salt helps bring out the flavor. And then more lemon juice. Mm. And then we will cook that until 
the um, until the mixture leaves a trail when you run a spoon across oh, the top. Okay. okay. So what you have to do, just got to keep stirring. This is like this the is real like, deal. You got to babysit it. Mm -hmm. This is your so baby. You got to babysit this it. This is not baked. This is baked. Oh, it is okay. baked. Not okay. only is this baked, but it's chilled for six hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Because it has to be nice and firm. Mm -hmm. Bacon and chill. Say that again? The bacon chill. Yep. Yes. And so we now have the lemon uh, custard that is chilled. We have our lemon curd, Ooh. which is also chilled. Oh, and we're going to take that and put mm. it on top and just spread it about. Mm, my goodness. So that we know, have like a nice. I can't wait. Uh, you can see that I love seeing like the two different colors mm -hmm. of uh, yellow. Okay. And now my favorite part. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. <laughs> is uh, definitely eating it. You make it so pretty. It so we're going to so take a slice. So now what about this little part up here? You just add some little. Oh, grizzlies. yeah. Take a slice of pie. Okay. And then we're going to add homemade hot fudge sauce, which oh, is also God. in mm. the book. Mm. And I like. So I like to put oh it on gosh. a plate, but then sometimes I get a little, you know, oh, extra. Yeah. Yeah. Homemade hot on top. Oh I love this. Oh, this oh. is chantilly cream. You could just put a dollop. Oh, my goodness. I don't even like lemon, and I oh. love this. <laughs> like, and then we're that is amazing. Thank you. Now, this is a cold pie, and people tend to think that cold pies are good for summer. But this mm. is actually a winter pie because that is when the citrus fruit is in season. Oh, oh. Look but at that. the earthiness is delicious. Mm, Maya Camille. Too. This mm. is fantastic. Maya Camille, thank you mm. so oh my much. Justice of the pies. Mm. Justice of the pies. To uh, learn this recipe, go oh to today.com slash food. And Maya Camille's new cookbook, Justice of the Pies, is out today. We'll be right back. Woo. This is up next. It is an exciting day over on our streaming channel today all day. Our friend Jill Martin is launching a new streaming show. It's called The New Rules, where she sits down with some influential women for candid conversation. On today's episode, Jill explores what it means to be a woman in the workplace, from changing careers to finding joy at work. So catch the first episode today. You can find today all day on Peacock or your smart TV. All right, coming up on Hoda and Jenna, home decor makeover from our sponsor, The Home Depot. Hey, before we go, we want to spend a very, send a very special happy birthday to Billy Straub. Today is her 100th birthday. birthday. She also happens to be the coordinating producer of Matt Greenfield's grandmother. Yay! And, and Dylan, you're going to like to hear this. She credits her longevity to staying active, including playing golf until she was 90. She got three holes in one. That's a lot of rounds to buy. <laughs> yeah, there you That's go. Right. That's a lot. Happy birthday! <laughs> Greeny said he has none. That's right. Greeny <laughs> has so little. <laughs> Tomorrow on the third hour of today, we are going to be talking about manifesting your best life. Sounds good to me. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Happy birthday, Grandma Happy birthday. Billy. Ah. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, let me just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not.